This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of SB Nations, the Dream Shakes, the Dream Take podcast. My name's Mike Brown. That's Jeremy Brenner. Together for the first time in a minute. Jeremy, how are you, sir? I am Jeremy Brenner, question mark. Yes. Yes, Ron Burgundy. I just want to make sure. Yes. It's been a while we've done this. Um, That has to be one of the weirdest endings to a game. The game overall was just drunk the entire time, it felt like. But that fourth quarter, especially that last 30 seconds, I got to be honest, I don't know if you've seen the foul on Gordon. At first glance, it looked like he got him with the body. Slightly, it it shouldn't have been a foul, don't get me wrong, but he got him with the body from what I could tell. I'm trying to find another uh, review of it shortly, but it did look like... Maybe a clip of the hip? Yeah, uh, yes, I'm watching it now. Should it have been a foul from... But the Rockets already used their from the challenge. Ref, from the ref's vantage point, I think I think from the ref's vantage point, I can see why that call was made. But hundred percent. Um, you know the thing is you need to get into a position to where you're not relying on a call that is out of your control to win the game. Yep. Well, don't turn the ball over. Uh don't who, don't who turn the ball the, over. Was it Shingun who threw the well, pass? Yeah. Well, even before that, they like leaked the play. Yeah. And so they had to go to a completely new play. And that's ultimately what led to that turnover. KJ with that charge at the end as well. Um, but you know what? Like, yeah. this goes back to the whole game. It's a two-point game. One shot, uh, one turnover, uh, one – like, this game came down to inches, and the Rockets were just an inch short. Yeah, don't turn the ball over 19 times. You know, they did – that's what it comes down to for me. I mean, you look at the box score. I got to tell you, before I get to the box score, 
Can you imagine if that's the last game Eric Gordon plays as a Rocket? That would be a, it would be a very funny final moment for Eric Gordon in a Rockets uniform. Um, you know, really unfortunate if that is. Um, but at the same time, I think like it, it is in the Rockets' best interest for that to be his last game. Um, but you know, it, it's a thing because the Rockets have not played very well as of late, and this was probably their best game that they've played in a long time against a really good Sacramento team, the number one offense in the NBA. Uh, they, they were right there with them the whole way through. They just got one call at the end that didn't go their way, and, and that's ultimately what, what cost the game. But, you know, the Rockets, um, you know, they're going to look back at the film on this one, and it's not going to be a lack of effort that they're pointing out on the film, but those small uh, in-game situations at the end uh, where the team could be a little bit more mentally uh, stealth. And that that was the difference today, I, I truly believe. Jalen Green's back. Jalen Green is back. Money 41 burger tonight from Jalen. Love to see it, especially after the whole Cam Thomas show. Uh, Jalen Green needs to take his rightful spot on the throne as the, as the top scorer in the 2021 NBA draft. I thought he had a good night tonight. Really, really nice to see that. A very nice six of nine from the three point line. Um, and you know, that, like, this is the, the recipe that the Rockets have cooked up here tonight. Uh, you know, Shangun has nearly a double double. KJ had 15 points. Jalen had 41. They just need another playmaker. And that playmaker could be, uh, you know, if Kevin Porter was playing, who knows what would have happened, you know, or once they get Vic or Scoot or whoever at the top of the draft. Like, look, this there, there's something here. Um, but the thing is, the effort tonight was a lot better tonight. And, I, and I'm glad that we did see some progress with that. Um, just unfortunate hey. they couldn't get the win. Shout out to Bruno Fernando, too. Six points. He had 10 rebounds tonight. I don't know. Crashing the glass. I don't, I don't Bruno, know why he's uh, well Bruno's shooting the ball nine times, but I digress from that point. I, I mean, good good on, you know, Jay Sean Tate had a good night. Tari had some good minutes in there as well. Good game, good game you know, tonight was, from the guys. It was good. It's, it's, just, it's a real shame that they didn't win this game because um, this is, like I mentioned earlier, one of their better performances against a, a pretty good team. Um, and you saw what happened two nights ago against the same group and you clearly saw some kind of improvement. So I hope that the Rockets um, can take something away from this before they go to Miami on Friday. Yeah, and, you know, the the talk of the night, yeah, the Rockets, good game tonight, but we got an NBA trade deadline tomorrow. You and I, that we do. they're going to be hosting tomorrow, as I will be uh, at my day job, but I will be able to pop in for a little bit. But you start, you'll go live here, Spotify Live, tomorrow, 1 o'clock. We've already had some deals go down today. Nothing huge. Um, what is your uh, – I don't know about that. There was some rather large, mm. one rather large trade involving uh, maybe someone that used to call Houston home. Uh, yes, that would be Russell Westbrook, D'Angelo Russell, and Mike Conley, all moving teams. That trade made sense to me. We heard, we saw, we saw a lot of smoke on that one yesterday. We assumed that there was going to be fire with that deal. I got to be honest with you, Jeremy. The Lakers come out of that. The best, I would say, because Russell Westbrook is a terrible player for them. And for them to get D'Angelo Russell, that's an upgrade for them. 
Utah, I mean, did fine, but I mean, they're not trying to win games, obviously. Minnesota, I don't know how much of an upgrade it is to go from Russell to Conley. I really don't. I mean, yeah, the Lakers, the Lakers came out on top of that one, I would say. Yeah. So, so to kind of write out the whole trade, just to kind of show where, with who, who went where. So the Lakers acquire D'Angelo Russell from the Minnesota Timberwolves. Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt, who I from the Utah Jazz, who were both ironically with the Minnesota Timberwolves last season and were traded to Utah as part of the Rudy Gobert trade. So I think I think Minnesota and Utah's uh, past was able to help you know iron this deal out. The Lakers definitely get the best of the three packages. They get arguably three of the four best players in the deal. Uh, you know, with D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, yeah. and Jared Vanderbilt. Uh, Russell Westbrook goes to Utah. Juan Toscano Anderson and Damian Jones to Lakers uh, reserves both go to Utah as well. And then the Lakers had that 2027 first round pick that they had like basically like done everything to try and protect. And they were able to get a top four protection on that, but that's going to Utah. So if that, it's it's the exact same protections that uh, the OKC picks have for the Rockets next season and in 2026, and again what they had in 2021. So we'll, I mean, that's something that we'll be talking about four years down the line. But for today, that's what the Jazz get. The Timberwolves they get Mike Conley, they get Nikhil Alexander Walker, and they also get three second round picks from the Utah Jazz. Um, and and basically, look, Utah. What they get out of this, um, which helps them, they have been trying to acquire as many assets as possible. They do this. They get that coveted, lightly protected pick from the Lakers. But on top of that, they clear Mike Conley's contract, which I think is more the reason why the Jazz made this deal um, or that they involved themselves in this deal. So Mike Conley, he signed a three-year, $68 million contract with the Jazz in 2021 and it is worth 22 million dollars this season and partially guaranteed 24 million dollars next in so the that's the timberwolves problem now and the timberwolves responsible for that partial guarantee in 20 in next season um but you know i don't know exactly what the timberwolves get out of this um you know they they give up I mean, they didn't give up much. They, they gave up Malik Beasley and D'Angelo Russell for Mike Conley and three first, three second round picks. And, I and by the way, Carl Anthony gets a whole lot out of this. Yeah, and Carl Anthony Towns' best friend was D'Angelo, or I guess is D'Angelo Russell. I don't really understand. Maybe not anymore. Maybe there's some drama. Yeah, there might be. I mean, that makes sense to me. I just, it's not a needle mover for me. On, uh, for it's anybody. not a needle mover for, for anybody. Minnesota. Yeah. But I think, I think D'Angelo Russell, um, you know, that, that fit wasn't, that marriage wasn't perfect. Um, and, you know, I'm saying this now, yeah. they're playing without him. They're up by 30 against the Jazz as we speak. Um, you know, that opens the door for Jalen Noel to get minutes. Jalen Noel has 30 points tonight. It, he's, he's the next Cam Thomas. He's like, that's the thing about days mm. like this is, you know, players are given more of an opportunity to step in bigger roles that they've kind of just been chilling on the bench or not being given as strong of a role. 
um, previously. But now opportunity knocks and you better answer when it's there. And, and that, that's what's going to happen for players like Jalen Noel, um, players like Cam Thomas, who, you know, are given new opportunities after some big players ahead of them on the depth chart are, are traded. Yeah, it's, I, I think tomorrow's going to be, I think there's going to be a lot of moves tomorrow. I don't think any major deals. So that's what we said last year. And then James Harden got traded. So yeah, I don't want to, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you two. I, I want two okay, names from ahead, you. I want, I'm gonna, I want two names from you and I'm going to give you two names, but finish what finish your thought. Who, yeah. That's who to watch. No, no, no. Two, two names that they can be big or small that you were going to predict are going to be moved by tomorrow. Okay. Um, I'm going to put money on JaVale McGee getting traded tomorrow. Ooh, okay. Um, I think I Dallas like will ship him off in a deal to clear some space. The thing is with Dallas is they made that trade so early, there's got to be another move up that sleeve. Um, I think I think, I think, think JaVale McGee tonight is his last night with the Mavericks, at least for the time being. He's not, he's not playing all that much. He's playing three minutes tonight. I think this could be his swan song. Um, and then another name, uh, this one's a little bit tougher because um, the thing is there's a lot of like bigger names that are possibly on the move, like Kyle Lowry. Um, you know, I guess we could have said Russell Westbrook before tonight, but he ended up eventually getting moved. Um, another player I could see get the boot, Jakob Pertl from the Spurs. I, I think mm. that, uh, we're hearing a lot. Um, Mark Stein has said that that, Front has, you know, picked up a lot of steam as of late. And the Raptors, ironically enough, the team that traded him uh, in the Kawhi Leonard trade, um, apparently is interested again. Toronto, though, is probably the team to watch because they have a lot of different pieces that they could go and move. But with Toronto, they've won now. They won tonight. They've won now three in a row. They're only sitting about, uh, I want to say, they're in, they're in the 10th spot. So they're in the 10th spot in the play-in tournament. There's only uh, four games separating them between 10th and 7th. So them being a seller, it, it might not be a thing, only because they are close enough to compete and contend in this Eastern Conference. But OG Anobi has obviously been a hot name. Fred Van Vliet. Pascal Siakam would be a big name but I don't think he ends up getting dealt. Um, so the, Toronto holds the most cards at this deadline. And if Toronto is a seller, that could send a whole frenzy of moves across the league from teams trying to pick up those guys or teams trying to combat what Toronto is doing by making moves on their own. So I'm going to give you, I'm going to swing for the fence. I'm going to swing for the fences with this. Swing. Chris Paul is one. Woo! That would be interesting. I would. I would. So, be, I would. I would be very. I would have my popcorn pop. Yeah, if that's what happened. I. I think he's on the move. I don't know what it's for. I. I have a, a small idea, but I want to see if it plays out tomorrow. So I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say Chris Paul is one. You took my thunder a little bit with. The uh, Toronto take. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say. Obi is gonna be gone tomorrow too. 
and yeah. Anobi. I think yeah. I think those are the two guys that I'm watching. But let's get to that's that's more of a he, the thing with Ananobi before you go Oof. before we before we move on. Ananobi's built such a market for himself. There's a lot of teams that want him, yep. and Toronto could start a bidding war. And what they might yep. do is they might get an offer because of this bidding war that's simply just too good to turn away. And so I think exactly. I think I'm I'm with you on that one, Mike. I think Chris Paul would totally have me shook, but um, I, I like the Ananobi as well. Well, they've got new ownership in Phoenix. You don't know how they feel about the contract that the previous regime gave out. But right. let's move. Let's pivot a little bit. That's that's for tomorrow as we break down all the trades as they happen. Let's talk Rockets and trade deadline now. I got to be honest, Jeremy. I there. I know that there was a report out today that the Rockets are veering towards not making a major deal tomorrow. I think it's very interesting that the likes of Eric Gordon, Jay Sean Tate, and KJ Martin played tonight. So I know Kyle Lowry was an excused absence tonight in Miami. I think they're looking to move him. I don't put too much stock into the fact that the Rockets played all those guys tonight. I got it. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Support for this podcast comes from Macy's. Macy's Inc. is making a major commitment to create a more equitable and sustainable future through its enterprise-wide social purpose platform, Mission Everyone. Through Mission Everyone, Macy's is directing $5 billion of the company's spend through 2025 to support diverse-owned businesses and retail development programs. That spend will also be directed to grant funding to advance human rights, racial justice, workforce development, and economic opportunity. Macy's is working in partnership with important organizations, including the Human Rights Campaign, National Urban League, Big Brothers, Big Sisters of America, the Trust for Public Land, and the Jed Foundation and National Alliance on Mental Illness. When all of our voices are heard, when everyone gets a seat at the table, real progress is possible. To learn more about how Macy's Inc. is supporting a brighter future with bold representation for all, check out Macy's.com slash purpose. Oh yeah, I think I'm leaning towards tomorrow being a very quiet day for the Rockets. Yeah, so if you remember like a year ago, um, the Rockets, I think all they really did was they traded Daniel Tice. And and we knew that yep. that was something that they needed to do. Um, and in terms of this one... That happened later in the deadline, didn't it, too? Like, it if, was, I'm not, think, if, if I'm not mistaken... the buzzer, like, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say it was within like five minutes of the buzzer or right after, yeah. I remember, yeah. I remember talking, I was like, so, holy shit, they just traded Daniel Tice. <laughs> and you looked at me and you're like, no, they didn't. I was like, yes, they did. It's right here. <laughs> oh, man. But I, I'll say this. Uh, I want to, you said, you said no major deals for the Rockets. What does major deal <sighs> define? What is the definition of that for you? Because is, well, Eric, I mean, major, is Eric Gordon being traded a major deal? Okay. You know what? I'm going to add a third name. 
to add a third name, addend, addendum, Kevin Porter Jr. I don't think Kevin Porter Jr. is getting traded. I don't. I look. I don't think he's going to get traded. But something weird is going on with the Rockets and KPJ. Like the f- I, I honestly think. I honestly think it's them. Giving I see him it. a rest and seeing like being able to showcase Eric Gordon as much as he can. And look, Eric Gordon has actually played probably has played decent played, enough played basketball well. Played played well. with Kevin Porter out to, and I think he has a bigger role because of that. Obviously tonight, you know, only nine points doesn't, you know, encapsulate all of what he's done. But if you look at the last 12 games that Eric Gordon has played, you know, before, before tonight, he had 16 against the Kings on Monday, 28 against the Raptors on Friday, 25 against OKC last week in 24 against Detroit. So like those, we had, we had four straight games of 16 or more points, three games with 24 or more from Eric Gordon in the last, in the last week or so. So. Oh, he's up this, he's up this value. Happened. There's no he doubt. He's up this value. Um, and, and look, we have no way of telling whether that was deliberate or not, but um, it, it definitely has helped, I think. And I think the Rockets, knowing where they are with Eric Gordon, knowing that they like, because given the fact that he has a non-guarantee on his contract for next season, the Rockets could simply just keep him and they have him under next season's contract, trade him in the off season. And I think that could be, the route they go, but if they find a deal tomorrow worth taking, it could it could be to their benefit. I will say this: um, he's got more value now, though his his, think, his value falls off a cliff in the off season. Correct. I think I think tomorrow could be another peak in terms of Eric Gordon's value. Um, we're kind of at we're kind of at a, a, a upgrade right now, whereas. You know, tomorrow, you know, if he plays Friday against the Heat, he get hurt. And I don't know if the Rockets want to risk that. Um, I do think I, – I do think KJ is safe. I really don't think KJ is safe. But reading what uh, Kelly Eco at The Athletic said about Jay Sean Tate today – Friend of the dream shake, by the way. Friend of the dream shake. I, I'm intrigued by a potential Jay Sean Tate trade. A yeah. A lot of people are saying that the trade would be for um, Grant Williams. And oh. I'll tell you this. The thing with Grant Williams, that's a risk because the Rockets um, like the Rockets wouldn't be able to – like he's a free agent at the end of the season, if I'm not mistaken. And I want to say he is a restricted free agent. He was a first-round pick, so he should be. Let me look it up right now. Yeah, so he's a restricted no, free it. agent. Got, yeah. Restricted free agent with a qualifying offer at 6.2. They're saying, you, like, I've read around, he's looking at a contract somewhere between 15 and 20 mil. And I don't know. So I'm also, breaking news here, Boston Celtics, of course this happens while we're talking about the Celtics. Boston Celtics forward, Jalen Brown suffers facial fracture, will miss some time. Oh, so yeah, that, that, Grant, might, that, might, change, that might change Boston's attitude at the deadline. Um, but another well, player, they have to be buyers at this another point. player I would be. really like for the Rockets that I don't know if there's really anything out there 
that is connecting these two. But I would love to see the Rockets go out and get Peyton Pritchard. Mm. Like, if you told me the Rockets could trade Jay Sean Tate and get Peyton Pritchard and Grant Williams, that is enough of an offer to me to where I would say yes. And you know me, Mike. We've been together through Jay Sean Tate's whole tenure in Houston. Love Jay Sean Tate. Would love Love to keep him. But what that report said from Kelly Eco was, if there's an offer they can't turn down and they got to let go of Jay Sean Tate, they got to let go of Jay Sean Tate. To me, that tells me that Jay Sean Tate has about a 90% chance of being with the Rockets after 2 p.m. tomorrow. But there's a 10% chance he's not. And that is that that 10% where the Rockets get an offer they simply can't refuse. Pritchard's a nice player. Pritchard would fit exactly what the Rockets need. He's a plus 40% three-point shooter. He's a point guard. Not this year. He's shooting 33% from the three-point line this year. The, but he has the potential to be that. No, he he does. Look, you do that deal for Grant Williams. I see people saying, why would you pay Grant Williams? I'm like, because he's a stud. Have you ever watched him play? All that dude. The only thing about Grant Williams. All and, that and dude I, I does is make game-winning plays. I really like Grant Williams, but the problem with Grant Williams is I struggle to see how he fits on the team's current roster with Tari Eason, with KJ Martin, with Jabari Smith. It's like, there's all like, I don't know if you can play all of those guys together. And if you're not, then you're, then you're staggering their minutes and they're only getting like 15, 20 minutes a night. And so like, if you're trying to give Tari and KJ more minutes, bringing in Grant Williams doesn't quite accomplish that goal. So that's why you don't make the move for Grant Williams. You make the move for Grant Williams, though, because, yes, he makes your team better. He's, he's a plus on the defensive end, and he can shoot from three. He's about a 40. He's also a 40% plus three-point shooter. And he's also from Houston. So I think there would be a chance that he would like to be here long term. And don't be surprised, though, if even if they don't make a trade that the Rockets – try to make a run for a guy like Grant Williams in the offseason. I'll tell you this. If you were to give me the the option between him and a guy like Cam Johnson, I'd rather have Cam Johnson. But Grant Williams Williams is a really nice player. And the thing is, this is what we talk about, is you're going to have to make really tough decisions with the roster. I I mean, look, I love KJ. You know how much I love KJ. But if you're going to ask me would I rather bet long-term on KJ or Grant Williams, I'd bet on Grant Williams over KJ. I don't want to say that. If I I had to, I I don't want want to. I think think what the Rockets need to do tomorrow, to me, uh, what a successful trade deadline looks like tomorrow. That was my next question. I know that. We've been doing this how many episodes now? That's true. Even though it's, been, it's been a while four, since we've been together like this, but it's second yes. nature at this point. But a successful Fact. deadline for the Rockets tomorrow is taking advantage of the opportunities in front of you. If they have an opportunity to trade Eric Gordon, you do it. If they have an opportunity to acquire a veteran point guard to maybe stabilize at least the second unit, the, you can you can continue your... Kevin Porter Jr. experiment at point guard, at least until the end of the season. I don't have much of an issue with that because the Rockets are where they are and there's no need for the Rockets to improve. And even if they were to improve, they're so far away from 
the rest of the pack in the NBA, they're going to be given the top odds for that number one pick. I don't know Trey tomorrow is going to, you know, catapult them outside of the bottom four. So go for a guy that is your Dennis Schroeder, your Kelly Olenek. You need a guy that is going to be a positive veteran presence that can teach the young guys a thing or two about how to be in the league, how to be a professional, and how to win basketball games. And then get yourself at least, I think, a successful season for the Rockets after the trade deadline would be to be better than you were last year. And if the Rockets want to do that, I want they won, what, 20 games last year? Uh, I don't know. I can find out. Yeah, they won 20 games last year. I think if the Rockets can win more than 20 games this season, I think obviously it's a disappointment because you expected the Rockets to be better than that. But in order to win more games than they did last year, they need eight more wins. Eight more wins in... I I don't see it. Eight more wins, and they have 27 games left. I don't see that. They're not doing that. It's it's going to be tough, especially with the way that they've been playing. Um, but I think I think if they make a move or two and they play like they did tonight, maybe they'll get a win against a team that isn't as isn't as good as the Kings. As as weird as that sounds, it's been 17 years since the Kings have been in the playoffs. That's crazy. I was in the third grade the last and, time the Kings were in the playoffs. Well, and they're going, man. And I'm inc- yeah. I'm incredibly jealous. To tack on to what you said, honestly, a successful day tomorrow for me, two, twofold. Trade Aaron Gordon by all means. By, I don't care what it's for. Trade Aaron Gordon tomorrow. And also get creative. Like be a facilitator for a team. Be a third team for one of these deals where all you're doing is taking back something, but you're getting – like you're taking on an expiring contract, but you're also getting – you know, a, a first round pick to to go play with, you know, next year. Um, you know, go get a, a player that maybe we're not talking about. You know, maybe it's a I don't know. Yeah, look, Dennis Dennis Schroeder was not on our radar um at no. all um nope. last year. And then he came in. Um, you know, it could be anybody. You that's what the beauty of the trade deadline is, is that you really have no idea what's gonna happen. And it could be no. anything, anything, anything. And, and that's why I look forward to. Um, I look forward to chaos. I look to the drama of it all. Bring it on. Oh, I'm, the NBA trade deadline is by far the best trade deadline of any. It should be a national sports. holiday. Um, yeah, I'm not going to go that far. Uh, before... Before we wrap the show up real quick, who you got this weekend, Chiefs or Eagles? Ooh, Chiefs. Favorite Super Bowl food? Favorite Super Bowl food? What does Jeremy Brenner have on Queso. the Queso. Ooh, okay. I was going to ask best dip to dip your chips in, but you're going to go queso? Yeah, I'll go. Or to, to, to not cheat off the question, I'll go buffalo chicken dip. Ooh, okay. Your thoughts on French onion dip? Not a fan. Yeah, it's awful. I totally agree. <laughs> uh, with that being said, we are going to go ahead and park the rocket ship here. Thank you all so much for joining us tomorrow, 1 o'clock here on Spotify Live. Jeremy will be driving the train tomorrow. 
I will hop in as I can during the flow of my workday, but make sure to join him, talk all things NBA trade deadline. This has been another episode of SB Nation's The Dream Shakes, the Dream Tech Podcast. My name is Mike Brown. That's Jeremy Brenner. Once again, Rockets lose 130 to 128. Rockets drop their record to 13 and 42. Outside of tomorrow's NBA trade deadline show, we will be back live here on Spotify Live for Friday night's game, or after Friday night's game, I should say, against the Miami Heat. If you're on Twitter, make sure to follow the Dream Take at the Dream Take. Follow the Dream Shake at Dream Shake SBN. Follow my co-pilot, Jeremy Brenner, on Twitter at Jeremy Brenner, J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-R-E-N-E-R. You can follow my co-pilot, Michael Brown, on Twitter at Mike Brown underscore 2020. If you're on Facebook, search The Dream Shake. Give us a like there. Finally, head on over to thedreamshake.com for all things Houston Rockets. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow at 1 o'clock. And until then, Rockets fans, go Rockets. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger as six months after treatment. Look younger. Feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito